0: So did you know that dog food has to have a two- to three-year-old shelf life? So it has to be able to sit on the shelf of the store for two to three years without going bad. That means they take those kibbles and they they run them through this really hot oven, and it just cooks everything live out of it. Well, that's good and bad. Uh, There are some things that you need, uh, you know, probiotics. You need those things, healthy microbacteria, you need them, but so does your dog. Well, I found something called Rough Greens, and I have to tell you, Uno has gone crazy for his food. It tastes good, but it has changed, totally changed his his activity level. He's like a different dog. He runs to the bowl. He's wagging his tail. He's um, happy. He wants to play all the time. I mean, it's like a new lease on life. It is really amazing. If you have a dog that's a family member, please try this. Roughgreens.com slash Beck. That's roughgreens.com slash Beck. Or you can call them at 833-GLEN-33. That's 833-GLEN-33. It's roughgreens.com slash Beck. I have to I'm I'm gonna get my wife on the air to talk about it or you know and, and post some video of, of Uno. He's a different dog. Try it. Roughgreens.com back. If you were a Kobe Bryant fan, it was an emotional night for you last night. The TBS had the Lakers and the Clippers game that was supposed to be played last night uh, on uh, I'm sorry on TNT and they they were both both teams canceled because they're both LA teams obviously and the the Kobe Bryant death is just impacting so many people obviously the players as well. Um, Shaq broke down last night. And I want to begin the program there.
1: This is the Glenn Beck Program.
0: Back to that in one minute. There's a new report out about a major software company. Uh, and when I say major, I mean, it. it's one that applies to 250 million customers. Uh, and you have a window to their world. I mean, you know... You you know this. You probably have this software. You've purchased the software from this this group. Well, they apparently had an unprotected database which contained service and support logs for customers that had been calling them and needing help. In the logs, emails, IP addresses, everything, literally anything with a web browser who came across this database would want and would have access to. They just, it was unprotected. Now, are you one of the 250 million people? Could be, probably. It's important how this all affects all of us. You need to be aware of these things, but you can't be aware of everything. You, you're going to miss uh, something. Nobody can watch everything. You're doing this 24-7 and you can't watch it. But there is life lock who will, who will uh, find the things that you might miss on your own. So join now and save up to 25% off your first year by using the promo code back. Somebody steals your identity. Somebody steals your information. It, it's a whole world of, of trouble. They have teams dedicated to fix it. If somebody misses it, if they miss it, if you miss it, they have a team dedicated that will get right on the phone and fix it with you. It's 1-800-LIFELOCK, 1-800-LIFELOCK, or head to lifelock.com and use the promo code save 25%. So last night, TNT just... Went onto the the floor of, um, of the arena, and there was no game that was played, and they decided just to talk about Kobe Bryant.
2: Yeah, which is kind of a cool thing. As you m- mentioned, the Clippers and Lakers were supposed to play. The game got canceled, uh, and they decided to just talk about it. Uh, you know, of course, one of the people on the broadcast is Shaquille O'Neal, and Shaq... Uh, it was interesting to hear him talk about it because it's been well known for a very long time that they butted heads a lot, Shaq and Kobe. They were te- teammates, won three straight championships, uh, wound up, you know, kind of at each other's throats at times. Uh, at least uh, at least that was the public perception of everything. Uh, so here he is talking about uh, Shaquille O'Neal, talking about uh, Kobe and, and the way we all live our
3: lives. We, uh, we up here, we work a lot. And I think a lot of times we, we, we take stuff for granted. Like I don't talk to you guys much as I, much as I need to. The fact that uh, we're not going to be able to joke at his Hall of Fame ceremony. We're not going to be able to say, I got five, you got four. The fact that we're not going to be able to say, if we would stay together, we could have got 10. Those are the things that you, you can't get back. And. With the loss of my father, my sister, and my thing, that's the only man I wish, I could just say something to him again. Last time I talked to him was when we were here, and I asked him to get 50, and he got 60. That's the last time I spoke to him, and I just wish I could have, you know, so it, it definitely changes me. I have to, because I work a lot. You, you guys know what I do. I, I, I work probably more than the average guy, but I just really have to now just take time and just... Call and say, I love you. Rick Fox finally called me and said, Man, I love you. B Shaw called me. So I'm going to try to do a better job of just reaching out and just talking to the people rather than always procrastinating because you never know. Life is too short. I never, I could never imagine nothing like this.
0: I can't relate to Kobe Bryant because I never watched him. I'm not a basketball, I'm not a sports fan and so i i didn't relate to this at all on monday um and the closest thing i could come to it is my weird uh response to don imus don imus was a guy that i respected because i listened to him long before i knew don i listened to him and he was a he was a giant and he was he was He was an innovator. The thing I've learned about Kobe Bryant is his relentless dedication to excellence. He wasn't trying to play a good basketball game. He was trying to play a perfect game. And in today's world, you don't see that. In today's world, you, you see somebody in sports from my perspective, you're watching from afar and you don't really know the... And all you know is this guy was accused of rape in 2003. But you don't know how he really appeared to completely turn his life around. You don't see... His devotion to his family and his daughters. I wanted to play that clip today because I thought it was really important. I'm glad I said all the things I did to Don Imus. I'm glad I said the things I did to my dad. I've been thinking about my Aunt Joanne every day for, I don't know, months, months. And I feel guilty because I haven't called her. And every time I call her, it's like a holiday or something like that. And I literally have been thinking about her every day. And there's that stupid thing. I'll call her tomorrow. And it's getting worse and worse and worse. And I hate it. And I know that it's wrong. And I've, I've, I've lived this before. And I don't know why. But I just, I got a call. Because I'll live the rest of my life should she die, God forbid. And I don't know why we do this, and I don't know why we don't recognize. I guess it's because they're just always there. Yesterday, there was a bright spot in the Twitter world. Can you even say that? Less hellish than usual. But the number one trend last night was hashtag girl dad. And in a world where everyone has said, oh, guys don't matter. Guys don't matter. Men don't matter. Women don't need men. Girl power, girl power, girl power. Yeah, in this environment, I kind of assumed girl-dad was just like, girls could be dads too. That's kind of what I (laughs) I thought they were going to go with it. Right? Mm -hmm. It wasn't. And it was inspired by Kobe and his daughter and how much he loved his daughter. You know, he was asked recently in an interview, because she was a basketball player, how many times do you go out and practice a week? And he looked at the interviewer, kind of like he was from another planet, and he laughed and he said, every day, seven days a week, we're out every night. We practice every night. And when I heard that, I thought, what do I do every night with my kids? I mean, I consider myself a pretty good dad. I I made mistakes the first time around, big mistakes. But I've done really hard work to try to turn that around. And I've done it with my younger kids. I love, I love cooking with my daughter, Hannah, or doing something in art with my daughter, Hannah. She is a, she's a brilliant mind. She's, she knows how to write. She knows how to edit. She knows how to, um, do design. She really is an amazing cook and she is also somebody who does her own homework and researches things and then knows what she believes and why she believes it. And I love that. I love just hanging out with her and I don't do it enough. I love just hanging out with my daughter Mary and I don't do it enough. My daughter Mary is one of the spiritual giants in my life. I don't know anybody else who is like this. She has such clarity on things. And sometimes it's hard to get to because she had strokes, and so she has a hard time with language. And so it's... it's, For a dad, especially now, you have four kids, I have four kids, I don't know how to be a good dad and give everyone the time they need plus do all of the work I don't know how to do it but it takes there's no such thing as quality time it's just time my daughter Cheyenne oh my gosh she's funny she's, she's Lucille Ball she's just this funny funny girl and just full of joy she wants to be an actress I'm doing everything I can to say no um, every night I read her stories about uh, Weinstein. I don't know if that's a good thing or not, but. <laughs> and there's something different about being a dad of a girl. There is a. I don't know. It's a. It's just a different bond. And I see Kobe. And I see all that he did with his kids. And I see how he he left the court. And just, he didn't center his life on business. He didn't center his life. He had the luxury of not having to do that. But how many of us are lost in other things? Or we say we're going to do it tomorrow. Or we're just too tired. Life is so precious. And the one thing that maybe... Somebody like me who's who didn't grow up looking at sports figures... That you can take from Kobe Bryant is relentless, relentless pursuit of excellence, not just in his job, but in his family and especially with his children. You know, somebody looks over your shoulder, you know, and looking at your phone or your screen. You just have that spider sense. And you're just like, dude, what are you doing? Stop hovering. It's weird. But one thing you can't sense is somebody doing that virtually, a cyber criminal. News came out the other day, major software software company, unprotected database. That database had customer emails, IP addresses for 14 years, 14 years of customers. Your name is probably part of that. Now, Norton 360 will provide you device security. This is, you know, I look at Norton as not a tool, but more of the toolbox. It provides you the device security, the identity theft protection with LifeLock, and a VPN for online privacy. That VPN acts as a protected tunnel between you and the outside world. It is bank-grade encryption. So nobody can prevent all cybercrime, but Norton 360 is a powerful ally for your cyber safety. So get up to 50% or more off your first year with the annual subscription at norton.com back That's norton.com back Save up to 50% right now. We pause for 10 seconds. Station ID. So what do you take from all of this, too?
2: Uh, Probably the main thing I would take is that you definitely need to be included in the hashtag Girl Dad uh, for your loving support of your daughter and reading her Harvey Weinstein stories about her
0: Right. Her future acting prospects. Right. I just wanted her to know, uh, you know, hey, it's an exciting world of acting. <laughs> that is a demented thing to do. I've never
2: done um, that. You have. You obviously admitted it on national yeah, radio. Right. So, right. Uh, that's a good thing to warn her of. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I mean, it is. It's interesting to see because I think the transformation of Kobe, we were on the air back in the day when, uh, you know,
0: very early years of the show. Yeah, I remember talking about the, what was it, five carat purple diamond yeah, that's right. i remember Four, five, yeah yeah i remember talking about going well that'll do it yeah
2: you know? uh, after the the sexual assault allegations and again he admitted not only um you know having an affair with you know this one woman this one time yeah. again this is his side of it he's you know look it was consensual but in in <laughs> which is uh always one of the interesting le- i've heard people point out that this is an interesting lesson from the kobe thing as well from back in the day which is You try to talk your way out of what they're saying you're doing and you admit to other things, which he admitted to other affairs during his conversations with police, which then became public. So Mm -hmm. it wasn't just the one. It was the several. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, he looked he apologized for all he acknowledged that it was was uh, wrong. He obviously maintains his innocence as far as the assault part of that goes. But still, he, in his own words, was sort of a mess at that point in his life. Um, you know, he had... Uh, Who hasn't been a mess at some point yeah. in their life. And that's what's kind of the cool part about his story, right? I mean, he he really did, uh, by all reports, turn his life around, turn his marriage around. I love that. Turn his family around. Been able to put put it back together into a place where, really, I mean, you know, the, the helicopter thing is such a great... Um, uh, a little microcosm here of what his life had become. He obviously was incredibly successful and made all sorts of money. And the way most people, the Elizabeth Warren certainly, would look at someone who's flying a helicopter all around the city. All oh, the environmental cost and just throwing away money. You have too much. As Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez says, you, don't, you never make a million dollars. You only take a million dollars. Oh my gosh, that is so crazy. So crazy. So he worked his ass off for how many years for and by the way from the minute he leaves high school he's in the, in the nba he works incredibly hard throughout that entire period makes a, a ton of money and what does he use it for he's flying a helicopter back and forth to his kids basketball games so that he can spend more time with his kid as he pointed out in an interview uh, a, a couple of years ago he would take a um a, a helicopter to uh practice and stuff do all of his the stuff that he had to do to avoid the traffic and then take a helicopter back uh, um, afterwards. Um, and after he retired, he would go and um, bring his kids to school, take a helicopter, do all of his work, and then take a helicopter back to pick up his kid from school. And his wife was like, I can pick them up. You can just come back you know, whenever you need to. And he's no my I want to be there every single day to pick them up from school. Like you know, look, that's a basic thing that that a dad should would would love to be able to do, and and most people don't have the ability because of work and things. Well,
0: that- oh, I will I will tell you this, uh, you know, I had a billionaire friend, John Huntsman Senior, um, who recently passed away, and um, I asked him one time, when does he had a he actually had two Gulf streams and he was flying all around the world all the time, and I said, John, at what point does a a plane a $55 million plane become reasonable? And he said, oh, never. <laughs> and I said, wait, what? And he said, no, it never does. It, it, you know, reason is get on to a commercial flight. He said, but what you have to, uh, what you have to consider if you have the money is how much is your time away from your family worth? You know, I sit in an airport for three hours and then I wait for a connecting flight for another two hours how much How am much money pay, am I willing to mm-hmm. pay to instead be with my children? And if you have the means, most people don't, but if you have the means, that I think is the best way to look at it. I mean, you mm-hmm. could look at, at Kobe Bryant and say, oh, he's showing off, he's got the helicopter. No, he has things he has to do every day for his own business and career and everything else. If his money allows him to take a shortcut and not sit an hour in traffic, instead, he can go pick up his kids. Just like everybody else, everybody else does just a different way. I mean, my wife has to pick up the kids and she waits for about 15 minutes and it takes her about 15 minutes to get there and 15 minutes back. I'm sure that's what Kobe had going You know, where you just land and wait and pick up your kids and 15 minutes flight back. That's normal for most people. And it allows him to do it. There's nothing wrong with that. He didn't steal his money. He earned his money through excellence. Yeah. And and more broadly
2: above Colby here. It's like we've gone from a country that might have been a little too envious of things like this into one that thinks it's evil, that's punishing, that's a bad idea
0: for you to be able to do these things. You're a bad person if you have all this money and, you, and you're and you able to do these things. It's not about celebrity. It's not about money. As Kobe and everyone around him now knows, it's about relationships. You're listening to Glenn Beck. American Financing, NMLS 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Okay, so you bought your house in, what, 2018? Any to any house that you purchase that you bought in 2018 or earlier, right now you can call American financing and they're probably going to save you hundreds of dollars every month. I mean, that's that's nuts. You you can refinance now and save hundreds of dollars. Why? Because the interest rates have come down. And if you do it now, you might even be able to do it in a couple more years if they go below zero. I mean, money is very cheap right now. Don't overpay for that long mortgage. You don't have to reset it. You can even do a consolidation loan so you get out of all of those high-interest debt credit cards. Call American Financing. They're America's home for home loans, and they have, a, have you covered coast-to-coast coast, whatever you need. I've used these people. My friends have used these people. I trust them. Americanfinancing.net. That's Americanfinancing.net. Call them now.
2: Go to BlazeTV.com and use the promo code GLENN. You're going to save 10 bucks off your subscription. Get all the best in conservative opinion.
0: Hey, I want to get into the impeachment, but let me just say, look at this live shot from Los Angeles or this shot from Los Angeles where, um, you know, the tribute is happening for Kobe Bryant and there's, I mean, there's, you know, a minute of silence around, you know, different communities. They're doing all kinds of stuff. I haven't seen this maybe since Michael Jackson, Elvis, but what sports figure do you recall getting this kind of adulation and ending? I mean, I think this might be the first sports figure that I've seen that mm-hmm. has had kind of that pop, you know, king of pop, king of rock and roll, Princess Diana kind of send off or reaction. I think mm-hmm. yeah, there's two factors there. One I think
2: is the tragic death, right? It's not the yeah. it's not, you know, the old age or disease yeah. or even like it's a tragic sudden, sudden thing What people still sort of didn't disappeared from the public eye right, right i mean right, he was right. still around that's one i think two is la i mean you know uh was it last year or the year before roy halliday uh who i know you're a huge fan of glenn love roy um uh died and loved him and now he was like one of my all-time favorite players how old uh, was he uh 43 okay. something like that um he was a great pitcher for the toronto blue jays later mm-hmm. for the phillies one of the be- one of the most underrated pitchers of all time, Hall of Famer, like unbelievable, but and he died in a plane crash, and there was like there was kind of what you would almost expect, right? Like ESPN noted it was very sad, and, mm-hmm. and it was mm-hmm. you know it hit me hard because it was one of my mm-hmm. favorite players, but mm-hmm. you know it wasn't like this. This is L.A. He's a massive superstar, and certainly he's a bigger you know is a bigger right. figure. Uh, so I you know that's that's seemingly it, and he was he was so beloved by L.A. I mean he really was and of course this is where so much of the media is so I think uh you know that's what's the outweigh the bigger impact of that you know I mean and it's just seemed like a good guy like you got to that point where you really started rooting for him even if you hated him as a player I was not a huge fan of those Lakers championship teams uh but he became he won people over uh over a long time and it's that it was shocking so go back to this is this the first
0: kind of I can't think of king one. of rock and I mean, roll you- king of pop kind of Go back, Sports to like, figure?
2: back in the day, there was probably like Thurman Munson, right? Like you'd go back way back and you could find some that. that the guy way. from the Munsters? Yes, the guy from the Munsters. All right. Uh, no. <laughs> why would the guy's last name, if it was Munson, be the guy from the Munsters? It not any It wasn't based on a real story. I don't know. There's lots of different reasons. Yeah, no, there's there's been a few of these things. I mean, the, there's, but not, I mean, I can't think of like anything. Like Black and White Days, right? Yeah, you're, like, yeah, you're going to Like Lou Gehrig Pat, and, Pat, you should be able to, anything that you can think of on this level? I mean, I'm sure uh, I'm missing something. I mean, like you think of O.J. Simpson, right? In yeah, a totally those, different way. Yeah, but like <laughs> that, that was people on the bridge die. just going, "Hey, slice another throat!" <laughs> right? Yeah, <laughs> that, man, was that was a weird moment. A in our history, weird moment. But I mean, that one was. Oh my gosh, this guy who's beloved superstar on the same level as Kobe, for sure. Uh, who mm-hmm. you know, his life blew up in front of our eyes. Well, he was still kind of again in the public eye, doing commercials, you know, doing movies. You know, Kobe just won. What was it an Oscar or a Grammy? No, yeah, or both. I don't know something. He, he was for, I think he won an Oscar, Oscar and a Grammy. Was it both? I yeah. think so. I know an Oscar was for a mm-hmm. short uh-huh. film. Yeah, I mean, he was very much in the public eye still. So yeah. that just shocking end on just some random
4: day that you don't expect it is like incredible. Yeah, I can't think of anybody at this magnitude. I, in sports.
0: No, I don't think so. I think it's a first. Yeah, I think it's a first. All right. um, Let me let me switch uh, to uh, people who are not excelling uh, for excellence. And that's anybody in Washington, D.C., especially those members of Congress and uh, and the Senate. Um, Yesterday, the House impeachment trial, uh, the the Republicans finished their closing arguments. So now we're in this really cool place where anything can happen it's anything can happen day where the senators get to now submit questions to both sides and say you said this what about this i have a question about this um they can't speak which is a blessing i wish that was a blanket on all of them at all (laughs) time every day every day yeah um but they can't speak uh at least while the quote unquote court is in in session john roberts reads all the questions reads all the questions um, and gives them the answers but also now comes the time where they decide on additional witnesses mitch mcconnell said last night he doesn't have the votes to stop new witnesses which i think is actually a good thing because i think it makes john bolton's book worthless everybody in simon and schuster i'm sure are like oh no he can't testify he can't testify because his book will be old news and what's better mm-hmm. is he will have be- he will have said it it will have been questioned thoroughly you know the 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 uh, trump lawyers are not going to let him just say those things like cnn would let him say those things they will ask real tough questions so it will be questioned the way it should be and it will be old news and and by the way it'll be followed by almost definitely an acquittal
2: right so like you have the 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 charges get brought up you have an acquittal; it's going to be very easy. Again, this is just another pure strategy. But like, I'd much rather have him up there, yeah. let him get questioned by actual attorneys, mm-hmm. that, instead of like you know that a fawning it. media tour, correct? And then it, it's over. You have an acquittal; you have an, a, a, an end to the process. Yep. You can all say, "Look, this was already litigated. Yeah. We, this is he's already been acquitted on these charges." Right. And then you doesn't have, matter. Yeah, and if he adds anything news. new,
0: then he looks like a liar. Right. I mean, why didn't you say that in court? From a purely you know, a strategy
2: mean, standpoint, I would I would want to. I and, do too. and and think about it from the opposite side too if you're a democrat. Let's say they block him, right? You're able to say that's first of all, that's your best. They're blocking they're blocking all our witnesses. Wait, they don't even let this guy talk. I can't mm-hmm. believe it. Mm-hmm. Then they weren't looking for truth. Right. Then the thing's over so you get to complain about process the whole time. Yep. Then the book comes out anyway, the story comes out anyway. Then they all get to go on a fawning media tour where every single claim he makes is taken without any questioning. Yep. And it winds up going into the public Mm -hmm. anyway. And what's the point of this? They're
0: not looking to get a conviction and removal. They're looking to get political points scored. And they're
2: going to get a lot more of them with the book later on.
0: So now here's the question. Who do you want? And they said, you know, Chuck Schumer said, there's no negotiation. Really? Because you you don't have the votes. You don't have the votes to stop negotiation. (laughs) If you get one, I think America would feel it's only right. The other side gets one. And I want to hear from really two people one, the whistleblower, and two, Hunter Biden. But Hunter Biden may actually backfire, not because he doesn't have something to say, but he is such a pathetic, pathetic human in his life right now, where he's just everybody knows how screwed up he is. They know all of this. Um, But he might be able to pull off some sort of a sympathy thing where it could backfire the one that really can't because he's a godlike figure to us now is the whistleblower and there's a lot the whistleblower can tell us except for the fact is nobody knows who he is <laughs> really no one knows his name I've yeah. seen really? his name printed no like, one knows wow. eric carmella's name nobody no yeah. one knows it's him? really nobody.
4: weird that eric carmella has been so mm-hmm. you know ambiguous so, yeah, so invisible uh-huh. so out there yet not i wish we knew eric carmella's name too. But we don't. We, we don't. don't. That's sad. That's sad. Wasn't it printed?
2: It was not re- in it redacted in forms and released by these committees. Uh, it was in the Mueller report.
0: Uh, but I mean, we know we who he is. is. I don't see how it could be. <laughs> we know who he is. And there's a reason that uh, uh, Adam Schiff said at the beginning, we have to hear from him. We have to hear from him. And then once it was realized, oh crap, we can knit him together on a hundred different things. Then he didn't even know who it was. I don't. I've never even met him. <laughs> I, never I don't heard even know. The guy. I, don't I know, know who is. he is. So, so amazing. Pathetic. So who do you want? I think
2: I'd rather have the whistleblower as well because Me I mean, too. it's hard to. It's going to be hard to get anything uh, worse out of Hunter Biden. Like you can get him to answer some questions, but the people's perception, even on the left. Basically, their argument is: Well, Biden wasn't trying to help him, but yeah, he was a dirtbag. Like that's that's the left's argument on him. Uh, So, what are you going to get out of him? Everyone kind of knows he was corrupt. Everyone kind of knows he has massive problems. And he may very well. I mean, he's an educated guy. Uh, He's done media interviews before where he hasn't looked terrible. He may come off better than the actual perception of Hunter Biden at this point. Still, though, you're putting Um, under Again, like from a person who wants the truth perspective, right? Mm -hmm. I, you know, I want to know the truth, so I want him up there
0: because I want these questions asked. But from I, I a
2: strategic mean, perspective, it may be better to go the other way.
0: See, I want both because, one, the whistleblower will will tie in the State Department, the intelligence community, and the whole corruption of Adam Schiff. I mean that will it's huge. It, yeah, if he will testify truthfully under oath, which I'm not sure he will. I'm sure he won't. Yeah. Most but likely. I mean it's I mean, you can make a very strong case on all of the stuff that we have made. I mean, it's a it's an open and shut case. The 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 documents prove who this whistleblower is and what axe he has to grind. I'd like to see him.
4: I'd like to see not just Hunter but Joe, middle class Joe on, on the Lunchbox stand. Joe? Yeah. Uh, and put under oath, both of those guys put under oath, not to mention, I think I'd call Adam Schiff and find out what he knew and when he knew it. And if whether or not he worked with Eric Sharmilla Well, isn't, to that, concoct
0: this isn't that interesting? Or the aides at least the aides of Adam Schiff, right? Like, who yep. supposedly yep. talked to him.
2: Yep. I mean I don't know. Adam Schiff would then have an opportunity to question himself.
0: Which well, would be yes, that would, be be fun. Weird, <laughs> would uh it's weird because uh, you know, uh, Ken Starr was the one who did the investigation and he went under oath. Mm. He had to answer questions. Mm. Why Mm. why isn't Mm -hmm. this guy having to answer questions?
4: Right. He should. And under oath. So if you're going to lie about it, there's going to be consequences once this comes out uh, are there consequences are there yeah are there <laughs> are there <laughs> probably, probably not. consequences no uh, no probably no not. But in fantasy I, land there are consequences yes yes in, this in land, the america there aren't. that we used to have yes there yeah, were some consequences
2: by the way on our previous conversation uh, dale Earnhardt would would probably Ah, fall for this look who's checking their social media or
0: email people are calling in (laughs) they're emailing they're tweeting yes daylor Uh, Daylor is is
2: one on that level yeah Yeah. Um, i'm not a car i mean i'm not a car guy but but still that was huge that was a huge one i mean there's been a few of them but it's pretty rare that you get to this yeah uh, this level it really is yeah so that,
0: that, that's, the, that's the one I, you know, that we were able to come up with from the listeners. Okay. Um, w- when do they actually start talking about they, – they start to submit questions now, right? Today and tomorrow. Today and tomorrow. When do they actually vote? Friday. Friday. For witnesses. For yeah, witnesses. Friday. Okay. And uh, that can just take as long – we think that could take up to two to three weeks, right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then it's, it's over. Once the witnesses are done – yeah, then it's over. Then is he guilty or is he convicted or not? You wouldn't believe what the mainstream media is. If, well, yes, you would. Yes, you would. <laughs> um, let me just uh, let me just give you this on what uh, they're saying. What happens next? This is this is good. What happens next if the Senate acquits? Well, Trump is unchanged, oh. unchained. Everything we know about Trump's behavior suggests that he will view acquittal as vindication of his strongman tactics. Yeah. Foreign actors get ready to be asked for political favors. That's what they called Muammar Gaddafi. I know. A strong Strong man. man. Yeah, yeah. And if Trump wins re-election in November, (laughs) Democrats won't have any means left to restrain him, having already exhausted their most powerful check on presidential power. Mm. Only the slow-moving judicial system will stand in his way now. Uh, The Constitution will be changed, they say. Trump's defense could set a precedent that abuse of power isn't enough to impeach a president. It never has been. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It never has been. They accused George Washington of abuse of power. They accused Adams and Jefferson and John Quincy Adams. And Abraham Lincoln. And Abraham Lincoln. And most of the presidents, Wilson, Mm -hmm. which I would agree with, but they never could impeach. Why? Because it sets up a parliamentary system. You can't have somebody unless he breaks a law, Mm -hmm. you can't have abuse of power because that just sets up. If you have a Congress uh, and a Senate that is on the other side, they just vote for, uh, you know, uh, impeachment and he's out. It sets up going through presidents like Britain goes through prime ministers. And our founders did not want that. So you have to have a crime and it has to be a political crime. Now, you can disagree with the political side of it because that's our argument with perjury. It wasn't a political crime. And we said lying to the American people matters, but they didn't think so then. Mm -hmm. But that was an actual crime. There's no crime here. What they're saying is, we don't like this president. We don't agree with what he did. Well, that's tough. You have to let the people decide that.
2: Pat Gray Unleashed, available on Blaze TV and radio. Uh, subscribe to the podcast as well on the YouTube page. And while you're there, I mean, you might as well do it to uh, Stew Does America mm. as well and the Gledbeck program. Why not? Why not? I mean, it's, it's not going to cost you anything. Uh, you just you get to, you get it every single day. I mean, what a wonderful what a wonderful thing about America. It's, this By the way, America,
0: capitalism. I, I have to tell you, we're putting the final puzzle piece together. The final um, uh, the final special on the impeachment on Ukraine is happening next Thursday, and uh, you have to you have to watch it. Tell your friends. All right, if you ever ever bought or sold a home in your life, you know the process can be really overwhelming on the selling end. It's hard to know you know what things you should focus on months uh, on most. Do you get the deck repaired? Do you replace the carpets? What do you do? And the buying end, am I getting the right deal? Is this the right price? You need a real estate agent that you can trust. That's why I want you to find your real estate agent at realestateagentsitrust.com. We have the best real estate agents in your area. We watch and monitor their record. We are there with you the whole time. And we'll respond to you and get you the name of the right real estate agent within the hour. Just reach out, realestateagentsitrust.com. That's realestateagentsitrust.com.
1: This is the Glenn Beck Program.
0: Welcome to the uh, program. So, Stu, are you leaving tomorrow or Friday for the Super Bowl? I'll be here for radio tomorrow and then uh, heading out to the big The big game, Glenn. Are you taking your son this time?
2: Uh, I am not. Uh, I told him uh, I'm only taking him to Eagles Super Bowls. (laughs) Yes. So that way he has to constantly root for the Eagles. Yeah, okay. And unfortunately for him, it's going to be probably another
0: 50 years until he sees one. But uh, (laughs) see you there, kid. But that one is a good (laughs) one to remember, wasn't it? (laughs) It really was. Uh, So... so you miss out because you've done this ever since I've known you. Mm-hmm. Um, you you miss out on all of the commercials and and everything else. Yeah, they play a couple of them inside the stadium. Yeah. Uh, they've each been year. they've been really bad <laughs> in the last couple of years. It's like uh, it was, I think it was last year or the year before. There's like nothing really to talk about. It they was, kind of just gave up because that used to be a
2: topic no, on I, the
0: Monday after. I think they every were afraid. Year. Yeah, I think yeah. they were almost afraid. Where it was like nothing is good, and now. They've canceled the Mr. Peanut ad because Mr. Peanut died. Right, right. And because of Kobe Bryant, they thought that would be too much to have Mr. Peanut die as well. It's Mr. Peanut. (laughs) Capturing her heart this Valentine's Day really isn't that complicated when you go to 1-800-Flowers.com. 1-800-Flowers makes it fast and simple to find beautiful bouquets in just a few clicks. Right now, for a limited time, you can get a dozen multicolored roses for only $19.99. That's right, a dozen multicolored roses delivered for only $19.99. Or you can upgrade to 24 multicolored roses for only $10 more. Roses from 1-800-Flowers. They're picked at their peak and they're shipped overnight to ensure fresh. So, you're not going to find a better Valentine's deal than this anywhere else. Rose prices are going to be going up soon, so take advantage right now. When it comes to impressing her on Valentine's Day, trust the Rose Authority. Pick your delivery date and let 1 800 Flowers handle the rest. Don't procrastinate this year. Get it done early. Literally, right now, it'll take a couple of minutes. Don't miss out on this amazing 1 800 Flowers offer. Go to 1 800flowers.com, click on the radio icon, and enter the promo code back. Enter today and save at 1 800flowers.com code back all right we're going to go through uh some of the polls uh for the uh the latest in iowa coming up in uh, just a second Stu is uh, you know what i love about Stu is he's a number guy and he loves stats and he loves numbers me they're never my friend (laughs) um but uh he is uh he's going to go over one of the uh, new polls that is out and explain what's really uh what's really happening and what's really coming down because they're they're all upside down, and Warren is on fire in a bad way. She's burning down to the ground, it, uh, it seems. It does we'll have, feel like it's over. It her. does, yeah. Mm-hmm. We'll have more on that coming up in just a second. Also, were white nationalists really planning to attack the Virginia gun rights rally? According to police records and FBI, uh, no. Details on that next.
1: enlightenment
0: So we all know what happened in Virginia. We avoided a disaster. I mean, there was there were Nazis on the way. There were white nationalists there. And yet they never showed up. Never seemed to be that way. Nobody in Virginia, nobody in, you know, the sound of my voice in this audience thought that that was true. Was it true? Well, it looks like we have some FBI and police records coming out now. What, why Why did the governor say this is nothing but a bunch of white nationalists? Virginia, I hope you're sitting down because I'm going to reveal the truth about Santa Claus, Virginia, in one minute.
1: This is the Glenn Beck Program.
0: Okay, so I've become uh, a, a relative expert now, I think, on sleep, at least my sleep. And, you know, while I'm on the streets, I'm everyman. Okay, I'm every man on the streets. But when it comes to sheets, mm-hmm. I'm a huge snob. Hmm. You, huge so you're, snob. you're an every man at I'm what point when every, again? When I'm on the streets. When I'm on the mean streets, you know, my hometown, I go there and I just kind of, you know. Don't you
2: grew up in small town, Pacific Northwest. That's well, not really...
0: Mean streets, really. They were mean streets dark. Oh, they were, seems It seems like such a dark. nice town. Anyway, uh, so I had tell you a long time about uh, my pillow and the pillow that I sleep with. I can't believe I like it. I really can't believe it. It's like everything. I feel it, and it's everything I think I would hate in a pillow. I can't sleep without it now. I sleep with it every night because it just, it's, it's, I don't know how to describe it other than it's perfect. You fluff it once, and it stays that way, and it positions your head in exactly the right way. It's crazy. I don't I don't know how it works. It's not something <laughs> I would have picked up off the shelf. Somebody had to give it to me, and then I tried it, and I'm like, holy crap. Now, the Giza sheets, I go walk into a store, feel the Giza sheets. I am a snob when it comes to sheets. I want them really, really soft. Giza cotton is the best cotton made, soft, durable, gets softer the more you use them, the more you wash them. They're really, really great. I sleep with them every night and they are from my pillow. And right now not only are they priced you know at an amazing price for Giza cotton, they are also uh, buy one set and get the second one free. Only from MyPillow.com. That's MyPillow.com. Make sure you enter the promo code Beck and you're going to get the two-for-one special and discounts on a whole bunch of other stuff as well. Uh, but just check it out. Go to MyPillow.com. Click on the new radio listener specials. You'll see the the special there of the Giza Dream Sheets. You can call them as well. 800-966-3117. 800-966-3117. You get uh, many of the great radio specials. Just have to enter the promo code Beck. MyPillow.com. So what was the story coming out of uh, Virginia last week? Oh my gosh, we just narrowly vo- avoided disaster. If they wouldn't have put all those fences up, if they wouldn't have had the police presence out there, it would have been blood in the streets. Is what we would have is what we would have read. Thank goodness the uh, the progressive Republican or the progressive uh, Democratic governor rushed to the aid. To make sure that no harm befell the great state, capital, or anybody else in Virginia. Unfortunately, there's something called freedom of the press. And according to the FBI's own court filings, there's a different story to tell. One in which white extremists stumbled from one surveillance trap to another without any awareness of what was really going on. The FBI had this, this small group of three people under surveillance the entire time. But as if that's not enough, the New York Times, the Associated Press, and BuzzFeed centered around the arrest of three men, William Bilborough, uh, Brian Lemley, and Canadian national Patrick Matthews. They're all members of what's called the base. Now, this is a white supremacist organization that interacts mostly online, aims to create a white ethno state. Now, the the media implied the group was arrested while planning an attack at the Virginia rally. And that's definitely how the stories read. Yeah, that, that was the, that was the deal. That was really what they did. Yeah, yeah. According to the FBI documents that were submitted to court, no, that's not what happened. Hmm. at first now it's three guys it's three guys three and uh first they decided not to go to the rally they were going to go to the rally and then they said no and the fbi has all of this they decided no they're not going to start any violence they were just going to wait in delaware for the race riots to begin and as soon as the race war began they would be prepared so during the rally They were going to a shooting range in Delaware where they could practice their skills and make sure they were ready for the race war that they were sure was right around the corner. And then they would watch it and see who was participating in it and who those three could join Records show police were long in position to prevent these men from successfully attacking anyone. The FBI had been tracking their movements since since September 2019 and installed video and audio recording devices inside their Delaware home. (sighs) Here's the plan. As spoken from the leader to another one in the group, all on tape. Now listen to this and see if anything jumps out. So this, so like this plan of mine, it was like, this is like an Adderall idea. I mean, I really, it didn't click until I took an Adderall. And then I was like, oh crap, I got a plan. So uh, this is what I'm thinking. First of all, does that sound like a scary guy? Does that sound like a guy who could pull off anything? (laughs) Okay. Instead of going to Richmond, now listen up. Why don't we like take a look at a map? And find a gun range that's like in, you know, an outer county or a campground. We'll spend the weekend training and camping. And while we uh, pay close close attention to the news and live streams, and uh, that way, if it's go time, we're already in position. And we can then watch and then link up with, you know, our our whatever, our national socialist forces that happen to be there on the scene. Did you? Did you notice the words <laughs> na- national socialists? Huh. Did you?
2: Huh. What does that mean? Hmm? There's no uh, There's no candidate in, in the race here that's saying that they're a socialist, are they? There's no. Not, none of those. No. Okay, good. They're probably, if they were, I will tell you this, yeah. on the Republican side, I'll tell you that much. Yeah, they, of guess, course they are. Re- the Republican socialism is yeah. a big thing yeah. these days. Yeah. Yeah, big,
0: big,
4: mm-hmm. big. Well, base levels. members
0: <laughs> did talk in vague terms about attacking the demonstration, attacking the demonstration now why would you attack the demonstration hmm. you're attacking that de- the people that were in trouble were not inside the capitol the people that were in trouble were the ones standing for the constitution that bothered the white nationalists strange how that works. Yeah. By the way, it's
2: nice that the, gov- the the state government disarmed all those people, so if they were attacked, they couldn't do anything it. They couldn't about do it.
0: a darn mm-hmm. thing. So Matthews and Lemley traveled to and from a Maryland gun range where they intended to camp out during the rally, um, returning to their Delaware residence and being arrested early in the morning January 16th. Federal agents executed federal arrest warrants for Lemley and Matthews at the Delaware residence before Lemley and Matthews submitted to the agents. However, they both smashed their fel- cell phones and dumped them into the trash can. Their activity was fully captured on video and audio surveillance installed in their home. That is why the governor declared a state of emergency. Incredible. Incredible. There's, I mean, that's nothing. It's nothing. And it was all under control. And not only was the FBI all over it, had them under constant surveillance, not only that, they were national socialists Mm -hmm. that were going to attack the rally goers. You'll notice that uh, the governor wasn't talking about protecting the rally goers. He was talking about protecting the Capitol and protecting the people inside of the Capitol. He didn't give a flying crap that the evidence showed that the real target was the rally-goers. That is, I mean, how long is this going to last? How long is this going to last before the people finally just rise up and say, enough is enough? I mean, I think that there is a real chance that they lose Virginia, that Virginia goes to to Trump hard. Really? I mean, to, they just went big to the Democrats in 2018. right. But that's because the Republicans didn't. The Republicans failed. They didn't put up enough people that were good. They didn't have anybody that was really representing them. And I have to tell you, I know I'm really active as a constitutionalist. I know there's nothing that's going to stop me from voting because I know what I'm up against. If I'm in Virginia with this kind of stuff going on, are you not going out to the polls? A lot of this stuff moves reflexively as well. You know, if you are in
2: a state where you're seeing massive pushback against your rights uh, as far as the second amendment goes you're a lot of times those those elections bounce back the other way quickly we saw that in Colorado over the past few years where mm-hmm. they passed a lot of big gun gun restrictions and then elected some republicans afterwards you see that you see that a decent amount where it just snaps right back uh, so that could be something i mean virginia has had some close elections lately some republicans have almost won in that state Uh, You know, it wasn't really a borderline state in the presidential election, but you could see that as a, I mean, look, you not only have a guy who's dressing, you know, putting blackface on and somehow surviving the scandal as your governor. He's the guy who's saying abortion after birth is something we should consider. He's the guy with all sorts of Second Amendment restrictions. He's doing the Bernie Sanders playbook, right? He's going down that
0: road. Mm, Not as far as Bernie would go, but he is on that road. On that road. Yes. Yes. And so there could be a big I, pushback against look that. It, you had the governor saying last week, these people are not coming for a peaceful protest. They're coming to intimidate and to cause harm. He said that about the rally goers. He said everybody that's coming is just nothing but white nationalists. The governor knew because of the FBI, he knew that there were only three people, three, that were targeting the rally goers. And so what does he do? He declares a state of emergency, which the FBI would not have given him the indication, I'm sure, based on three people that, oh, yeah, you need a state of emergency. Gave him all kinds of power. Then he, come out, he comes out and he says they're here to intimidate and cause harm. No, they were there to intimidate and cause harm the, to the constitutionalist because they were national socialists. They were not against you, brother. GQ claimed bloodshed, great and heavy and perhaps unprecedented on American soil, was narrowly averted. Mm. Oh, yeah. Was it? unprecedented in virginia american bloodshed in on virginia soil <laughs> unprecedented at a rally i think that's a hard one to make but maybe that's just me you have a little history work yeah. that needs to be done yeah, on that I mean, one i know you don't go past you know uh uh you know 1970 but maybe go back uh, 110 110 years all right relief factor People that don't live with mild to severe frequent pain don't understand the extent at which can rule your life. It changes your life. And pain like that puts you in a place where you're susceptible to feelings of depression and hopelessness. It damages the quality of your life, and it's no way to live. Please, please, I'm begging you. This is really, I mean, this is a commercial, but I have to tell you, I have personal experience with this. And I know what it's like to feel like it's just not going to happen. I'm, it's over. It's not. Please just try it. If it doesn't work, fine. If it does, would you please write to me? Would you please let me know? I found such tremendous relief from Relief Factor. Two years later, I'm still taking it three times a day. I take it like vitamins. It's it's natural. It's 100% drug free. And I'm telling you, it changes your life. It's Relief Factor. Go to relieffactor.com. That's relieffactor.com. We pause for 10 seconds. Station ID. (laughs) All right, so... Let's look at the uh, polls. Bernie Sanders and Joe Biden. Joe Biden yesterday came out and said, you know, it's important on who you pick as a vice president. But my pick for vice president really has to be carefully chosen (laughs) because I'm old. I don't think this guy wants to win. (laughs) It doesn't seem like it sometimes. Look, there's a lot of people saying that I'm corrupt. And hey, who knows? Could be. But vote for me. (laughs) I mean, it's weird. It's an odd approach. I will say maybe
2: it's smart to lean into it, you know, and just say, look, yeah, I mean, I got to make sure I pick up somebody because I am old. I mean, that everyone's thinking it. What are you going to do hide it? You know, <laughs> the, the information is out there that he's 712 years old. So you might as but well only, admit it. Only people
0: are thinking that. Like, you do think of Bernie Sanders as old. But you look at him as a guy who's just like, I don't know what. I mean, I don't know what he's taken. Maybe he's got that Nazi, you know, super soldier drug that just keeps him going. He's been dead for 15 years, but he's (laughs) just keep going. I mean, he seems like he's just a heart attack didn't slow him down. Yeah. No, Donald Trump. He's he's oh totally he's old, but he doesn't seem old at all. You only people are thinking it is because look at him. And it's his performance level,
2: yeah, really, more horrible. than anything else. It horrible. just doesn't seem like he's as sharp as he needs to be. Right.
0: It's not I don't mean look at him like look yeah. at he's got gray hair. Yeah, look at me. Yeah.
2: Um <laughs>
0: <laughs> But I mean like he's
2: in his seventies and you think, Oh, well, he he might not be healthy. It's not like he's, you know, it doesn't mean like you're like oh he's he's gonna have a heart attack and collapse it's more of like is he mentally
0: is he capable of doing it yeah and And he's made such a rapid decline in four years it's a little scary what are the next four years gonna be like Uh, one thing i wanted to
2: talk about here we had these new polls have come out and they come out in iowa all the time they're kind of all over the board and it's so hard to make sense of what they mean why is it just Mm. because polls suck like a legitimate question or is it just that they're asking all different people? How does this work? And there's a great example that just came out over the past couple of days, two different polls. One poll showed, I think Bernie Sanders up by seven or nine, uh, over Joe Biden and another poll coming out today, uh, that shows Joe Biden leading by two. They're like right next to each other. They're both asking people in Iowa, what's the problem here? What's the flaw? And this is why a lot of times you see these polls with like wildly, different results and it's easy to just kind of think well these they just don't know what the heck they're doing right they're just asking people and they're, they don't they're screwing this up that's kind of like how i used to feel about it there's a great example here of why that happens so it comes down to basically what the likely voter screen if they're trying to figure out these pollsters who's likely to vote so if you went and you asked someone uh hey who are you gonna vote for they said bernie sanders and then you said how old are you i'm seven you know not to include that, Correct. right? Like yeah. that's an yeah, easy yeah, yeah. likely right. voter screen. They're not right. likely to vote. They're not right. 18. Right. But it gets more complicated. So these two polls, listen to the difference. Way. In which way would you answer this? I don't even know. So one poll asked, are you going to caucus? Are you likely to go caucus? And those the person said yes. Do you include those people in the poll? Yes. You think yes, right? Mm-hmm. The other poll also asked, are you likely to caucus? But then followed up with a screen to try to figure out whether they were telling the truth or not okay so the telling the truth here are the levels they had to fail all of these tests to not be included um it was uh are you going to the caucus are you going to the caucus was the first one mm-hmm. uh then you have um this is a minute, so on, i'm scrolling down I, I here we go um so did you vote in 2018 did you vote in 2016 uh, did you um?
0: Did you uh? Let's see. Where's the other one? Did you did you did, if you fail one of those? So like if I yeah. had if I voted 2016, but I didn't vote no, in 2018. You only, have to get,
2: you only have to get one of them.
0: You only have to get one. You yeah. have to answer no on all of these.
2: And it was it, did you caucus in one of the years? And um, I think it was where you registered in one of the other years. Okay. So again, you might say, well. This person didn't vote in 2016, one of the biggest presidential election years. Yes. They didn't vote this last time. Right. They weren't even, They didn't caucus in 2016. This, this person is not, not likely go. to vote. So yeah. one pollster says, we're not going to include them. Okay. So the people who say, we're not going to include those voters who didn't vote in those previous elections, that poll shows it very close with Joe Biden leading. The other poll that does include people who never voted before, didn't caucus before, but say they're going to caucus this time, that one shows a big lead for Bernie
0: Sanders. Okay, so now that makes sense on both ways. Yeah. Because Bernie Sanders people probably didn't do any of that stuff before because they didn't believe in it or they didn't think that they had the right candidate or they weren't old enough. Right. So... It could be that they just got excited by Bernie. It could be that Correct. there's a million different
2: reasons why Correct. they might come out Correct. to vote. However, so which one do you believe? They, are, they are not reliable voters, probably. Right? They're people that didn't bother to show up two years ago in a very highly publicized election. They didn't caucus. They didn't go in 2016. Some of them might have been under 18, so that, that would explain it. Mm-hmm. But some of them also might just not have been that interested in it. Are they going to be interested to go out and caucus this time? And it's a fascinating thing to see because the these pollsters actually
0: have to make really difficult decisions like that all the time, right? Well, and but you had to make the same. Bernie Sanders, yeah. in many ways, is the Donald Trump of the of the left. He he's bringing in new voters, people who haven't voted for a long time, people who have been disgusted by the system, people that have wanted a change. Those voters, yes, they are unreliable. But not if the candidate is strong enough to really make them believe he'll do these things. And Bernie Sanders is like Donald Trump. He will do those things. Yeah, I, I pulled a an ad from, I think it was like Reddit
2: uh, the other day, and it was an ad to people to support Bernie Sanders. And it was, it was titled as, like, we've never had someone like this. It's true. This close to the presidency. Mm-hmm they've never I mean this totally when they were the way this is written Glenn reminded me exactly of these James O'Keefe videos that keep coming out of these people who are in the campaign who have never seen the possibility of a socialist in their entire lives to be president and this guy is this close and that if he loses imagine God only knows what these people
0: are going to do. imagine a a libertarian a real libertarian president who could be the nominee of the GOP. Do you know how the libertarians, they're not staying at home, and they may not have voted in 10 years or their Mm -hmm. whole life, but they would not stay home. I think the same thing is true with Bernie Sanders.
1: You're listening to Glenn
0: Beck. So when you're the police, one of the things you have to learn, good intuition, and to not... Dismiss any situation, I mean, how many times does a burglar alarm go off at somebody 's house? I know mine has gone off you know several times, uh, and you know it 's because something has happened and and the police show up. How many times do they have to show up uh, at your house or my house or somebody else 's house before they approach all burglar alarms as nothing really. They have to really approach it as if something 's really wrong, but they can 't do it because there 's so many false alarms that they don't they put it to the bottom of the 911 list so it's usually about 43 minutes before a uh, a police officer or anybody arrives that's different with simply safe because they have video evidence now that gives police an eyewitness account of what's going on that means police dispatch up to 350% faster than a normal burglar alarm and it's going to cost you 50 cents a day to monitor this is so well worth it and you get a free security camera right now normally a hundred dollars when you order your system today go to simplysafebeck.com that's simplysafebeck.com go there now commemorate nancy pelosi's
2: role in the impeachment with your very own replica nancy pelosi sucks pen beautiful they're beautiful Pelosi
0: All right, welcome to the uh, program. I just want to go over the uh, coronavirus a little bit just because I uh, read this uh, story. Corona beer virus searches (laughs) are now spiking on Google. (laughs) <laughs> As news of the coronavirus outbreak continues to travel across the world, people are worried about what could happen. Naturally, there have been many articles, live blogs, news bulletins, etc. The lethal strain of uh, coronavirus is suspected to have been originated from seafood or bat soup mm. in Wuhan, China. Some people worried there's another cause for this. And that's why the trends on Google now are showing searches for coronavirus beer, virus corona beer they some people think that it might happen from beer it doesn't uh just so you know too uh if you get sick after corona
2: beer that's a hangover that's not right. a, that is not a that's not a virus right and we should say it's novel corona mm-hmm. right so the corona virus is around all the time you probably yeah.
0: have had that yeah, yeah, It's, it's about it's, 30% of all upper respiratory infections uh, yeah. come from this. And corona just means a crown. It, its shape, when you look under yep. a microscope, it looks like a crown. Mm-hmm. That's all it means. So, um, but it, but it, Budweiser this... would like you to remember <laughs> that there's a crown on corona beer as well, so you don't know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Weird advice from that. Yes, I'm, uh, you know, Anheuser-Busch, uh, St. Louis, Louis Missouri. Missouri. Okay, so l- let's just go through some of this because it looks like it is... It is spreading rapidly, and we don't know if China is telling us the truth or not. Uh, and we're going to go over some of this stuff tonight on uh, television, uh, but we're going to talk to an actual... Uh, what, do you, what do you call him? Uh epidemiolog- Epidemiologist. Epidemiologist. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got uh, a guy who... This is his life to study these things. He's going to give us all the real information on this. But it... Um, it looks like this is has been going on maybe a little while longer than what China has said because there were a lot of death certificates of unknown cause. Yeah,
2: a lot yeah. of that and a lot of uh, them not – like, for example, there's the story of the, the mayor of the city where all this is going yeah, on yeah, yeah. going to – not telling people about it um, because he had to get approval from – central the central government mm-hmm. and it's like a scene out of chernobyl yeah. these communist governments are still doing the same things yeah. if you watch that hbo miniseries that was the whole thing they wouldn't react they wouldn't tell people they hid the thing and made it much worse for a while it seems like the same things going on here all
0: right so let's uh let's talk about the worst virus that has ever happened uh in modern history we know it as the spanish flu or the flu pandemic of 1918 now there's something technically uh, called the r not n o u g h t r dash not and all viruses have an r not factor to them and what it is is how easily is this spread from one person to another for instance it's a 0 to 20 scale and a smallpox is about 16 to 18 so super high, super high. So it means one person will infect 16 to 18 people. Okay, that's super, super high. The R naught of the Spanish flu, which again killed, am I mistaken? Killed a third of the population on earth. It was infect it infected, infected a, third a third of the third. population and it killed
2: 10% of those people. So about the total death toll they believe somewhere between 20 and 50 million people died from okay. it, including about 675,000 Americans. Yeah, and it
0: was uh, there are 500 million people were infected yeah. uh with this uh this flu in 1918. And this is the pandemic that everybody has been worried about. Bird flu. What was its r Not with bird flu? Uh, you know? sw-
2: I have swine flu Swine here, flu. Uh,
0: which was the H1N1. Remember that uh, yes. thing? That was
2: 1.5 on the scale. 1.5. The f- influenza um, outbreak of 1918, Spanish flu,
0: was 1.8 okay. on the scale. So far, now these are early numbers, and so these can change. But the R-naught of this is between 1.4, so it would put it in the Spanish flu territory. Mm-hmm. To as high as three point eight. That is devastating. If that is true, Um, normal flu is about one point two, right? And how many people get the
2: flu every? Yeah, you you know, you know know people for sure. So I mean, three point. If it if it is legitimately three point eight, it's a massive, (laughs) massive problem. Uh, There's a lot of doubt on that. It's it's in some ways seen as. Your worst case scenario, like you have these like global warming estimates that have us all dying in three years. Uh, And a lot of times it may they may be right. Maybe it does warm, but it doesn't go to that worst case. This is seemingly the worst case scenario,
0: but a scary one, one that we better start preparing for. If I were the president's advisor today, I would be saying, please, Mr. President, free up the funds to make sure we're working on a vaccine, which we are. They Mm -hmm. think they might be three, uh, three months away from a vaccine. Well, that's a long time. And also, that doesn't mean that they have it for you.
2: That means that they have right, it. Right, they have that, it. Then they got to start figuring out how to produ- you know, produce it and, and, and reproduce it. And remember that
0: most of our medicines now are made in China. Uh, we don't make a lot of medicines here anymore because of all kinds of restrictions. So we don't make them. China makes most of our medicine. Now, this is the first thing that I worry about because I don't... I don't know. We're we're due for a pandemic. And I hope this isn't it. I pray this isn't it. Um, but this is what it would look like at the beginning. And I'm not sure we're getting the truth out of the Chinese government, the communists uh, in China. Uh, they now have, they say, 65 million people are quarantined. Yesterday, I think it was 57 million were quarantined. So this is going up. They're gobbling whole cities. Well, one of the cities that they gobbled was the steel mill or the steel industry. They're Pittsburgh, if you will. A lot of the world's steel comes from this city. Well, because they shut it down and fear of this pandemic is there, the bus system wasn't working. The subway system wasn't working. Nobody's out on the streets. They're all being told to stay inside. So the steel industry is has closed its doors in China. Now, if this goes on for months, what does that mean about for cars? What does that mean for homes, for buildings, not just in China, but all around the world? They produce $4 billion worth of goods shipped to the U.S. every day. And not all of those expensive, you know, inexpensive clothes or toys on Amazon. 92% of Apple smartphones and watches are made in China. And Apple is already talking about what do we do if we are closing down in China. 35% of automobile parts are made in China. China produces 65% of all microchips and over 70% of the world's supply of uh, 4G and 5G antennas. The travel and shipping also being disrupted. American Airlines made a decision this week, yesterday, to cancel all inbound flights into China except for Hong Kong. Chinese shipping giant Costco also announced expected delays due to to curfews being uh, set in Shanghai that prevent 24-hour dock activity. Stocks are holding up, but... This could be a black swan sort of uh, event. Manufacturing logistics support for the global supply chain is on high alert. Apple is at risk. Amazon, Walmart. And if the viral outbreak and related economic disruption in China extends for weeks or months, disruptions to the global supply chains for those companies heavily reliant on cheap Chinese labor and shipping, Puts all of those, uh, those groups at risk for real financial impact. This could be, if it is a pandemic, could be a game changer for the Trump administration in the election. Because this could change all of the economic news overnight. The biggest risk on this beyond the the human toll that is possible, beyond the, the, the risk of the economy, the biggest risk, the biggest foe, the biggest problem that this could cause is communism. It is much more viral and dangerous than the coronavirus. We are seeing it in our own nation. And with a an economic real economic hardship and the way this press and the way the the socialist and the national socialist and the people who have been biding their time waiting for a moment like this. That's when that shoe drops. And whoever is president, if it gets bad. And the economy falls apart. It's going to cause them well, it'll put them in the position of f d r What do you do? What do you do? We know what George Bush did. He violated the free market to save the free market. Hopefully, none of this happens, but you should prepare just in case I told a couple of I told a couple of executives uh yesterday that I was speaking to, and I said this is probably not going to happen.' I mean, I talked to the Blaze yesterday. It's probably not going to happen, but if there is a quarantine, if they, it, it would come to Dallas, how does this situation work? How do we broadcast every day? Because I'll tell you something, if, if it looks like the infection is spread by large groups, I'm not going to church. I'm, I'm not going anywhere. I'll do everything from home. How does your business operate? Are you prepared for something like this? Hopefully, this won't happen. Hopefully, we have this down here in America. But as of yesterday, there were sixty-seven, sixty-seven cases in the United States. Yeah, if you remember SARS, which has a similar R not number
2: to uh, to the novel coronavirus that we're dealing with now, that infected that hit. Uh, let's see, five thousand two hundred and thirty-seven people in mainland China. Killed 800 people across the world. This one's already above that, officially, at 5,974 infected. Uh, Researchers in China believe the actual number to be more like 44,000. So, and we've seen whistleblowers. What was the whistleblower number? The the whistleblower number was
0: 90,000. 90,000. So, we
2: don't know. Again, none of those are confirmed, but knowing the Chinese government not necessarily uh, open with such things. right? So, I mean, it does seem to be spreading at an alarming rate. And this is something that it might, it doesn't mean that you're going to die, it doesn't mean your kids are going to die, but it does mean that it could uh, have a massive impact on a lot of people, particularly elderly people across the world. Uh, And uh, as well is it could have a massive economic uh, uh, impact. I mean, like British Airways stopped all flights to China over a billion
0: people live in China. British Airways, a global airline, stopped all flights to the country. President Trump said yesterday that airlines have the right in America because the airlines were saying, do we have to fly over there? What do we do? And President Trump said yesterday, you have the right to cancel any flight that you want to cancel. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it looks like American carriers will be doing that. But if you were, if you were working and your office was sending you to China, would you go? No. I wouldn't either. I'd get out, but I well, certainly wouldn't go. How good is the bat soup? Well, the bat soup there is true. Oh, okay. It's, if
4: it's good no, bat it's soup, good bat I got to go. Yeah, no, you're yeah. not getting
0: bat soup like that <laughs> anyplace else. All right. <laughs> Every square inch of uh, of your car... Uh can go wrong when there is when there is something that happens to your car when your warranty is over I mean it's all up for grabs it's all up for grabs so now, what do you do? what do you do you You can come out of pocket most people don't have a thousand dollars uh for in emergency cash i mean that's like sixty percent of the country doesn't have a thousand dollars in emergency cash okay. So now your car goes down, it's a stupid chip, and it's $1,500. What do you do? Your car won't work without it. You can't just go to the parts store and just... What do you do? This is why you have Car Shield. It's It's like fire insurance, except, you know, you never have had a fire, but you still have the fire insurance. But this, you know your car is going to break down. If you're out of warranty, you need a protection plan that covers everything that is really important to your car carshield.com don't i don't care if you have 5000 or 150000 miles on it carshield will protect you against those crazy things that happen as you're just driving down the street 800 car 6000 800 car 6000 they've got you covered 800 car 6000 or visit carshield.com that's carshield.com use the promo code beck and save 10% now
1: yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, we thought we would mix it up a bit, just uh throw in an interesting story uh here on the uh program. listen to this Venezuela president Nicolas Maduro is now considering sharing uh selling shares of the country's state owned oil company hmm. The sales could offer a source of financial relief for Maduro, which has struggled since facing sanctions from countries around the world. Selling the control of the state-owned oil company would be a drastic step for Venezuela's socialist government and its history of state-owned entities. Though Venezuela is one of the world's most oil-rich countries, the widespread sanctions have caused economic and humanitarian cries throughout the country as citizens struggle to uh, afford basic things like food now here's what's interesting he's thinking about selling the state owned oil company which i believe is where the socialists began <laughs> they're now undoing the things that caused the the problem they're undoing the socialism to see if they can feed their people. Right, because they were producing lots of oil until
2: the government took it over, and yep. now they've had all these issues. Mm-hmm. And now they're going to go, this is what happens, though. All how, the time, right, over and over and over again. We've seen it in China. We've seen it in Russia.
0: Russia. We've seen it in I mean, Poland, the only Georgia. We haven't seen it is North Korea, and look how that's turned out. Right. right. I mean... It- You have one of two choices. You can continue going down that uh, highway, and you end up like North Korea, or you turn around and go, you know, this isn't really a good idea. It's not working. And uh, lo and behold, your people are starting to live decent lives. Wake up, America.
1: You're listening to Glenn Beck.
0: Every night, local police departments across America receive hundreds of calls from burglar alarms. And the vast majority of time, they have no idea whether that alarm is real. Is there really a crime going on or not? And the alarm company can't tell them. All they say is, you know, a motion sensor went off. Simply Safe Home Security, however, is different. If there's a break-in, Simply Safe uses real video evidence to give police an eyewitness account of the crime. That means police dispatch up to 350 times faster than for a normal burglar alarm. You get comprehensive protection, outdoor cameras, doorbells that alert you, anyone approaching your home, entry, motion, glass break sensors, 24-7 monitoring by live security professionals, and you can set up the system you own yourself. No tools needed. It's simply safe. It's fifty cents a day without a contract. Simplysafe.com slash Glenn. Go there today and get a free Simply Safe security camera, normally hundred bucks. Order today, you get it free. It'll help you capture that crucial evidence for the police, and you'll get three hundred and fifty percent faster dispatch. It's simplysafe.com slash Glenn. This is an international financial and health disaster waiting 45 to
4: happen. Seconds. It's happening. Gone.
0: We it's happening, and we should our president. I pray, uh, is paying attention to this and going to be way ahead of it because the next thing he should be impeached for will be he, he was wasting his time on whatever when he should have been working on the coronavirus. It is so critical that this president doesn't give that any oxygen at all. Remember what they did to Reagan on AIDS. They blamed, you know, he was there with the CIA making AIDS. Uh, Imagine what they'll do on this. He's got to be prepared and lead the way. is surreal i'm watching on television a live shot out of riverside california from kabc at eight o'clock pacific time and they're showing in the distance a a giant which looks like probably a, a 747 maybe coming in to land in riverside california has 200 americans that have been evacuated from wuhan china now they were they were they first landed in Alaska, and now they're coming down into uh, into California, where they're going to be quarantined at a military base. And it's it's surreal what's going on. This is America bringing people back. There are almost six thousand conf- confirmed cases. There's about a thousand of them now. Is that right? A thousand, or is it a hundred? I can't remember now. Is it eighty that died, or eight hundred that have died? Uh, eight hundred was SARS. Uh, eight hundred was yeah. SARS. That's what I was thinking. So there's about a hundred people now have died uh, from this. They have closed the schools in Beijing indefinitely. F- things are changing on this rapidly. British Airways suspended all flights uh, to China or out of China for the uh, as, as this virus uh, spreads. So what is this what does this actually mean to you? And also Don Lemon Kind of apologizes. Does he? Did he really now? a personal message to Don Lemon in one minute.
1: This is the Glenbeck program.
0: Down the windswept and dusty plains of the American frontier and even in measured strides walks the cowboy, man of few words, but those words are his bond. The calluses that you feel when you shake his hand and he looks at you like, you yeah, haven't worked a day in your life. You're looking him in the eye, you realize those calluses are there because it's the hard work and integrity that has built this man's life. And there's something inside of you that says, I want to be that guy. I want to be that guy. But what makes a cowboy? It's not not his Wrangler wear. It's not not his jeans. It's not even his boots, because there are a lot of people that have absolutely no integrity that wear boots, and they're not cowboys. I'm not a cowboy either. But I want to be one. And I don't mean getting up and riding my horse. Well, I actually would love to do that, but not, you know, camping every night with cattle and stuff like that. I mean, I want a nice car following me so when I'm done with a horse, I can get off. Anyway, I want to be a man of integrity. And that's why I wear takova's boots. That's why I wear cowboy boots. And when I first started wearing them, I kind of felt like a poser in a way because I'm like, I'm not really a cowboy guy. But that's who you are, really. I mean, have you ever? I've been trying to convince my wife, wear it. Do you like it? Yeah, but I feel like a poser. I feel like I a... No, if you like it wear it who cares now. Maybe it's because I'm getting older and I'm semi-famous that I c- can get away with it because people are just like ah, he's weird. He's yeah, he's weird. Mm-hmm. He's the weirdo. So he can wear whatever he wants, but that's who you really are inside. So who cares? If you want to be a cowboy, you want to have integrity, buy the one pair of boots that has the integrity of 200 handmade steps that have to be done on every shoe. You can have a machine do it, but they don't. You can cut corners, but they don't. You can charge double the amount of a Takovas boots, but they don't. Why? Because just like the cowboy, they found a better way to do it. They found a way that they could do it at a reasonable price. They found a way to never cut the corners or quality and just make a boot of integrity. Find yours now at Tacovas. T-E-C-O-V-A-S dot com slash Beck. By the way, with a $150 purchase, and if you enter Beck, you're going to get a free hand-stitched calfskin card case, perfect for your for your uh, credit cards and your driver's license and everything else. It's T-E-C-O-V-A-S dot com slash Beck. Find your pair. Remember, promo code Beck, T-E-C-O-V-A-S. Western goods for your frontier. Okay, so yesterday, when we were talking about the impeachment, today is the... Hang on just a second. What the hell is that airline? Kalita Air? This is the plane coming in that has the people from China. Kalita Air? I've never even heard of it. You know, you might have a deadly virus, and they're going to send you across the ocean on an airline you've never heard of. I mean, you're just... You're high risk. You're just high risk. It's like you couldn't get somebody else to do it. You know, like... I don't know, (laughs) you know. We at Cleet Air, (laughs) we feel okay about taking you guys. Apparently, is a uh, cargo
2: airline Uh, in Michigan, though. It's a Michigan-based airline. So we (laughs) cargo. So we're bringing people back on cargo planes. I think you get them out however the hell you can. Yeah, I guess. I I (laughs) guess people are all like, I mean, you don't want to be over there for a second longer
0: than you have to. Yeah. All right. Anyway, um, so let me let me just talk quickly about impeachment. Uh, The the case was closed. I'm going to give you all of the information on what happened yesterday, plus more on uh, the coronavirus tonight at five o'clock. But they rested their case. The defense did. Now it goes to questions with the Senate. The Senate gets a couple of days to ask questions. They can't actually take the floor and, you know, filibuster and ask a question. It has to be written down. The chief justice asks the question of each side, and then they have to answer those questions for the senators. Then the next thing that happens is then they vote on are there going to be any additional witnesses. It looks like, and I think this is actually a good thing, it looks like John Bolton is going to be uh, asked for by the Democrats, and, uh, and uh, Mitch McConnell doesn't have the votes to stop it, and, and quite honestly, I think he should. I think he should just let John Bolton be heard. It's worse for the president in the long run if they shut that down. Because the choice is not between whether
2: you hear John Bolton's testimony or the story never comes out. He's releasing the book anyway. So why not let him come out with his information in, number one, a place where it's not going to benefit him financially, uh, but number two, in a place where you can actually question him, and then number three— Hold his feet to his fi- to, through the fire. to the fire. And then number three, uh, in a place that will likely be followed by an acquittal after the information comes out.
0: So it's all old news. It's useless news. You're going to get 20 he- Republicans on John Bolton's testimony no. to switch sides. No. And I think you also get the whistleblower or maybe uh, Hunter Biden, but I think the whistleblower is a better choice if you can only get one. So we'll have more on that. Don't forget, we have a special next Wednesday, critical, critical. Yesterday, another piece fell into place because we're just we want to make sure this is all buttoned up. Otherwise, I would give it to you today. Um, But uh, I'm going to do another free special on YouTube next Thursday night. You just don't want to miss this a critical piece of information fell into our laps yesterday as we were doing our research. And wow, does it make sense now? I mean, more than it did more than it did. Uh, you'll understand why they went after this president. It's not just, uh, greed and corruption. It's that, but it's corruption of another kind, possibly as well. And I, I'll explain it to you next Thursday. Tell your friends, don't miss it. It will be free on YouTube, uh, or you can, you know, watch it, of course, on uh, BlazeTV.com. All right, let's uh, let's talk a little bit about the uh, election that is uh, is coming our way, um, Sanders and Trump. There's a new poll out that says what what uh, what are the odds? And this is not even a poll. This is this is uh, like mo- an election model. Um, so you, they're taking
2: all the polling, they're simulating the elections. And who's doing this? Do uh, this is DDHQ, which is a very good uh, outfit. They do a lot of um, uh, really super nerdy by the district breakdowns, vote counting. Um, they project elections. How accurate have they been very good they 're very good, okay, uh, good at this uh, This
0: sounds to me accurate. I want you to listen to the model that they have broken down and said this is the way we think at this point, things are going to break down. They just released this today um, it 's up on my Twitter at um, at
2: Stew does America is the place to go. Um, Biden leads with a thirty seven percent chance to win the amount of delegates he'd need to to become the nominee. 37% chance, which strikes me as about right. Just by feeling in polls, he's still the leader. He's uh, competitive in the early states. He's leading nationally. Uh, he is... Um, a front runner, but a weak front runner, right? Very like very weak. So if you look at it, you could say, oh, well, he's leading. He's got 37% chance to win the thing. Yes, but that means a 63% chance somebody else does. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty significant. Mm-hmm. Um the second place is Bernie Sanders.
0: They say he has an 18% chance of winning. If the number two is at 18, there's a big hole in the numbers. That's true. Yeah, you're right. And I think
2: that strikes me as a little low for Sanders, but plausible because if sanders can win iowa which he's probably the slight favorite at right now at right now he's the favorite in new hampshire Mm -hmm. if he wins those two he's definitely the favorite in nevada which leaves really just a only two more obstacles to get by one south carolina where biden would be a favorite right now but if he loses three states in a row he might not be a Mm -hmm. favorite and number two the unknown of bloomberg who comes in after that with his 400 million dollars in mm-hmm, spending mm-hmm. uh after say biden 37 percent chance to win it 18 percent for sanders warren at eight percent i guess that's probably right i i still don't i mean to me she feels done to be honest with you it seems like it's over for warren uh, a few days away from from iowa but she her polling
0: there are some polls that show her right in the mix still uh some that show her out of it there's no none that she show she really her the lead. she really screwed it up by going after sanders and and that whole CNN thing, that that didn't she help really her. screwed this up. Yeah. she. I, I think she had it for a while. I, I, I thought she was doing well. I never thought she had a chance. And then she started doing well, and I'm like, she could be the nominee. It
2: really is amazing. I, I mean, mean how many incredible. times we've, you know, the, the general feeling has changed. Yeah. How many times over right. this election? Because so there's no clear winner. A couple of weeks ago, I mean, you could have made a really good case Pete Buttigieg. Had a path. Uh, I feel like most of that's evaporated.
0: Zero. They, polling of zero with African Americans. That's a real problem. That's a Though real it's problem.
2: not a real problem for, an, for him in Iowa or New Hampshire, which are the first two states. You win those first two states, you know, things change. Your profile changes. I it, don't think with African Americans it will. Well, I mean, that, there is some polling to support that. Though they only give him a 1% chance of winning. That, to me, does feel low. Mm-hmm. I mean, because Buttigieg is right in the running in Iowa. He's in the running in New Hampshire. He can win both of those states. And from then on, he's, he would be much higher. And these numbers, by the way, will change with each result. This is just where we stand right now. The crazy part of this, though, is there is a, their model says a 36% chance that this election is decided at the convention. So no one gets a majority of delegates. And people are fighting it out on the convention floor to see who the nominee is. 36% chance is basically the same as Joe Biden winning. So that is a remarkably high number. Now, I think I want to say five thirty-eight. Who also has a model has that number more like fifteen percent. So this is
0: significantly higher. But tell you either way, it's a significant Biden could fall apart quickly. Buddha Judge has no African American support. If you have no African American support and you have Donald Trump running that that changes the entire dynamic yeah and you don't want african americans if you're a democrat voting for a republican two times in a row right yeah you, you do not uh, you don't need yeah, that that's growing that mm-hmm. is a growing thing you don't you don't want that to happen so how does buddha judge do in the south i mean he could have his Clock cleaned. There's How some, can you do in cities? Clock cleaning. Something like 41% of African-American
2: voters say they have a real problem with uh, voting for a gay president.
0: Right. It's high. That's a high number. And you'll notice um, that they are not called bigoted no, homophobes well, on, on television by the left because they have to have them. They have to have African-Americans to win. Yeah, they can't get 80%. They got to get 90%. Yeah, you're
2: done. You're done. I I mean, that is, it's it's a remarkable thing. Does it change if he's seen as the nominee? I think it will change. But will it change enough is another question. I think like some African-American voters will come along and say, okay, well, look, I don't want Donald Trump. I mean, they're still going to vote 80 and 90% Democrat likely anyway. Um, But you start to erode at that base, you're going to have problems, and you have people who just might stay home. They're not going to yeah, vote you'll for Trump, have low but they might stay home.
0: You'll have low turnout.
2: The one thing about, the reason why I think there's a good argument for this to be decided at the convention is one thing and one thing only. Bernie Sanders has no incentive to get out of the way here. He's he, the John Kasich. He, yeah, but
0: way, way worse. Way, way worse.
2: Because John Kasich, number one, was never a threat to the nomination. Completely a media creation. They decided to just embrace him because they didn't want Cruz and they didn't want Trump, so they just decided Kasich was the best guy in the world. But he never had a chance at winning the nomination, and he had no money. Sanders has all the money he needs, uh, and in addition to that, he doesn't care okay, so- about his future, about the establishment, about any of
0: it. He'll stay in there just to annoy Joe Biden and push him all the way to the convention if he can. All right. So, and I think it continues in the convention, <laughs> and I want to I want to start there in one minute. You're a soldier in an army of millions. Every day you get up, you're fighting for your life, you're fighting for your children, you're fighting for the things that you believe in. You steel yourself against what you might face, what you might see, what you have to do. You pride in your heart, the warrior's smile on your face as you sit down to your computer. You open up your phone, maybe, and you're Facebooking, and you're, you're fighting the fight, and you're spreading the word, you're, you're spreading cheer and hope. But every time you use your phone, every time, are you winning that fight and you are so stressed? Let me tell you something. I want you to get the X chair so you can sit and fight that fight and you're comfortable. You're relaxed. You feel good. It's uh, like a really, really comfortable pilot's chair. So one of the most comfortable chairs I've ever sat in. And I don't care if you're fighting the Warriors fight or if you're just fighting the the accounting fight at home or in the office. You're fighting the the fight that you have to fight in the office. You need the right gear, and that right gear is an X chair. Don't settle for less than the best. Get an X chair today. Believe me, you're going to thank me when you get it. And a 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you're like, Glenn, it's not the chair that you said it was. Then they'll they'll take it back and no questions asked. No nobody no company can do, afford to send a big chair to you and then pay for the freight on the way back. It would bankrupt them if it wasn't that good of a chair. Get it now, hundred dollars off at xchairbeck.com. Look at all the different styles and models. They're just the best. xchairbeck.com or call eight four 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 xchair eight four 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 xchair. We pause now for ten seconds. Station ID. All right, so the last thing you said, Stu, was uh, he doesn't care. And you're exactly right. He doesn't care. He doesn't care about the system. This is his last go. Okay? The guy's, you know, he's almost 80. I don't think he's going to be running at, you know, 82 or 84. This This is probably his last go. He spent his whole life trying to get socialism accepted in America. He is this close. And that's the message that he's now bringing to all of his supporters. We've never been this close. Last time, the DNC screwed him. Last time, we know, they did everything they can to stop him. Certainly that's how he believes. That's what he and his supporters believe. Okay, do you think when he's polling like he's polling right now, and if he comes in and he wins the first two, the the really – the first uh, three out of four, that's going to energize them? These people already say everything is a conspiracy, everything is dirty, everything is corrupt. They're partly right. And they don't care about the system. They want to burn the Democratic Party to the ground. They're going to go into Milwaukee, and he is not going to give up in Milwaukee. He's just not going to do it. He has nothing to lose. He has nothing to lose and everything to gain. And his supporters, I'm telling you, Milwaukee should be on high alert. When that thing is going on, Milwaukee better be prepared. Because you have people that are coming that are anarchists, that are communists, that they don't care. Some people just like to watch the world burn. I'm not sure that all these people want the world to burn, but they want this system to burn down. And I don't think he's going to give up. Milwaukee's going to be an interesting thing to watch, es- especially if you don't have a winner going in. I mean, he did this to Hillary Clinton last time. And I know, like, his take is, you know, he was screwed.
2: And, and there's definitely some evidence of, and an obvious Point that they wanted clinton to win right i mean they uh-huh. did not see a socialist as possible to actually win the election There was a million reasons why democrats wanted hillary not to mention just her connections in the establishment and all of that a lot of it we learned in those hacked emails but bottom line is Hillary still won by four million votes the, sure the election sure. wasn't all that close and despite that bernie sanders kept going and going and going because he had a lot of money and he had a, an incredible amount of sort of grassroots activist level support. Those people who feel like they were screwed last time, feel like it was ripped out from under them. when, you know, the evidence I don't think is really there for that. But beyond that, um, yeah, I think I think they they definitely favored Clinton, but yeah. I don't think he was winning anyway. I mean, he he was he lost a
0: it wasn't no, that but close they, to the election. They did every, they I pulled I every lever they could to make sure they I mean, wanted it
2: to happen. They wanted it to happen, but it happened anyway. Yes, you know, like it's like correct. it's like Nixon breaking into Watergate. The guy was going to win forty eight yeah, states. Right. What are you breaking into place for? Right. Um, but in addition to that, this is a the, his last run, almost definitely. He doesn't care about the future. If he loses, he'll go back and leave the party again and go back to independent. He doesn't care about Biden. He doesn't care about any of this. He can go and burn this thing down till the end. He only wants socialism, and he's going to try to get it. Mm-hmm. And there's a good argument that he's going to keep fighting and make it miserable for Biden if he does beat
0: him.
1: This is the Glenn Beck Program.
0: This Valentine's Day, whether it's that girl that you've been on a few uh, dates with or your head over heels with or the wife that you married years ago and you are still in love with her more today than you've ever been in love with her, Valentine's Day is coming and roses are the gift. 1-800-Flowers.com. In just a few clicks, you're going to find a beautiful bouquet that fits her. And right now, for a limited time, you can get a dozen multicolored roses for only $19.99. Or you can upgrade to 24 multicolored roses for only $10 more. Roses from 1 800 Flowers. They're picked at their peak, they're shipped overnight to ensure freshness. And if you just pick the day you want them delivered Valentine's Day, they're going to handle the rest. Rose prices are going to go up very soon, so please trust the Rose Authority. It's 1-800-Flowers.com. Order a, multi, uh, a dozen multicolored roses for $19.99, or you can upgrade to 24 multicolored roses for only $10 more. So go to 1-800-Flowers.com, click on the radio icon, and enter the promo code Beck. It's 1-800-Flowers.com. Do it before the price goes up. And you never know when the
2: price is going to go up on Nancy Pelosi Sucks Pens. Go to com. Get your commemorative Nancy Pelosi pen today.
0: There's a there's a really compelling story about uh, believe it or not of all things Buddy Holly on the Blaze today, but it's it's related to Kobe Bryant. Um, the similarities are are a little stunning um, on how it just came out of the blue. And Kevin Ryan, one of uh, my staff writers, was uh, was out in Iowa. He's been covering you know for the Blaze different things in Iowa, and uh, he was in a a small town in Iowa where where Buddy Holly's plane took off and crashed. And I just want to give you a a couple of these. At 12.40 a.m., Buddy Holly, Richie Valens, and J.P., the big bopper, arrived at Mason City Airport. Richardson had $272.53 and a guitar pick and a pair of dice in his pockets. His gold wedding ring sparkled like a mirror on his finger. At the airport, the weather was fine, some light snow, but nothing else. A vicious cold front was looming just out of view. The pilot never got an accurate weather report, and the plane took off at 12.55 a.m. Five minutes later, there was silence on the radio. The operator couldn't get a response. Then the blizzard plummeted down, and no one could see a thing in any place or any direction. There would be no rescue flight, no immediate rescue. The blizzard was so bad that nobody could reach the crash site until 10 hours later in the morning. The plane hadn't made it far. It was only six miles northwest of the airport. Most likely, the pilot experienced what's called spatial disorientation, coupled with a rush of vertigo. That, with the low clouds and the snow and the violent wind, no visibility, he lost sense of what was up and down and went the wrong direction. Down. The plane smashed into the frozen ground at about 170 miles an hour. For years, the scene had haunted Iowans who found Holly and others, like the man who had to identify the bodies. He never outlived those memories. Even the crime scene photographer and the mortician got squirmy. They had faced the cruelty of immediate loss played out in the most violent possible way. Holly's wife was at home. When a friend called her and said, Don't turn on the TV, she immediately turned on the TV. We interrupt this program for a special news bulletin, said the announcer. Three singers who soared to the heights of show business and the current rock and roll craze were killed today in a crash of a light plane in Iowa. Blink. Weakness. Blink. Collapse. Her vision surged and her body sank. That's how she found out? With the rest of the world? And she was carrying Buddy Holly's child. And this is how she found out. For her, it would be a double tragedy. For shortly after, she suffered a miscarriage. What does all of this mean? And we've repeated this story. It just wasn't a a single-engine airplane. It was a helicopter. And almost the same story. In both stories, a child was lost. In both stories, the wife found out from TV. In both stories, it was because you couldn't see up or down. Read this story from um, uh, from The Blaze at blaze.com. Theblaze.com, uh, you will find the Kobe Bryant Buddy Holly story there. You don't want to miss it. Hey, let me give you some good news. Um, do you ever watch the um, Antiques Roadshow? You ever watch that? Yeah, a few times. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I really love it. I'm a history fanatic, and I, I love to see people, they have something, and there's not enough of these, but I love it, where they have something and they're like, wait a minute, it's what? This show would have been a lot better before there was an internet. Because right now everybody looks at what they have on the internet, and they're you know th- if they have something they'll look at it, and they'll get some idea. But before the internet, this show was fantastic because people would come in and they would have absolutely no idea what they had. Well, that kind of happened in the latest um, Antiques Roadshow on PBS. A, a guy walks up. He's got a full beard. Kind of looks like a you know looks like a nineteen sixties hippie. And and he is actually he was clean cut in the nineteen sixties. He was a Vietnam veteran. And while he was a vet, he went into um, a place. He was a vet for the Air Force, and he went into a um, into a place. Let me see where it was. He was in Thailand. So he went in. He was stationed in Thailand, and and he went in and. He went to a watch store, and he wanted to buy a, a good watch, something that he could scuba dive for uh, or with. And so he he ordered this watch, and he paid $345.97 for it. He didn't know what it was. I mean, he just thought it was a good diving watch. But then when he actually got it, because he had to order it, when he actually got it, he looked at it and said, this is too nice to you know just dump into salt water every day so he just left it in the box and then he put it in a safe deposit box where it is sat for over 40 years still unwrapped still unworn but it was a watch he bought for $347 so he takes it out of the vault and he goes to see the guys at the antique road show and he says hey i have this um is it is it worth anything well, as a watch collector, if you would have set that down in front of me, I would have said, uh, "No, but I'll <laughs> buy it from you right now, twenty dollars." Uh, I would my I, the eyes would have popped out of my head. He bought for three hundred and forty five dollars and ninety seven cents in nineteen seventy one. He bought uh, the nineteen sixty nine Daytona Rolex. This is the one that uh, Paul Newman wore uh, in the movie Winning, and it became very popular, and it is the most coveted Rolex out there, okay? Paul Newman's actual watch, his Daytona, I think just sold for $2 million. The one that's in the movie, the one that was given to him by his wife, it was inscribed to Paul Newman in the back, and he wore it all the time that sold for about $2 million at auction just a few months ago, okay? This one's not worth $2 million. But he had no idea that it was the Paul Newman watch or anything else. So uh, the guy from the show, the auction house, said, "Um, yeah, um, this is worth uh, a lot uh, right now. And he said, really? What? He said, well, these go up at auction now for about $400,000. This veteran from the <sighs> Vietnam War, his legs buckled and he went down. And he got up and they helped him up and he's like, I- I'm sorry, I just $400,000. And he said, you better hold on to the table <laughs> because that's what these normally go for. Yours has never been worn, never opened. You have all of the papers. It's like new. It's been in a safe deposit box for forty years. This will go for upwards of seven hundred thousand dollars. Wow, that's amazing! Isn't that fantastic? That's awesome. I love that. It I actually l- happens to a veteran, not just. Oh, yeah. it's so oh, great. That's great! It's yeah. so great. That's I great. love it. I love when I. That's why I like shows like that. And, you know, you watch these shows and it's just happening to regular people and they have no idea. You know, I don't like, like, it started to take the uh, the the glory off of the Antiques Roadshow for me when people were like, uh, they'd say, well, how much did you buy it for? Well, my grandfather bought it for $15. Well, it's now worth 15000 And they're like, oh, really? I thought maybe it would be worth more. And you're like... Oh, my God. Oh, that, that I hate that. Yeah. I hate that. Did you like when people will come in and be like,
2: right, what is this worth? Is it worth $100,000? dollars you be like, it's worth $8. There's like a million of these things made and everyone has one. So you have nothing.
0: Did you like that part of it? No, I didn't. That's so good. I actually, I know a friend who was watching, was in bed um, with his wife. Mm-hmm. And there she was watching the Antiques Roadshow. He was reading something. And uh, he saw, um, or she saw an Indian rug. Native American rug, and it was about two foot square, okay? And she elbows him and says, oh my gosh, look, that's just like the one we have in the hallway. And he looks over his glasses and he's like, yeah, it's a small one. And uh, so they go through and they're watching it. And the auctioneer says, this is one of the most stunning pieces of this tribe I've ever seen. And he explains all of it. It was worth over a million dollars for a a little teeny rug. Wow. Their rug was like a 12-foot rug. Same tribe, same everything. They bought it in the 1960s off the back of a truck for like 30 bucks. Okay. And uh, she looks at her husband and says, I think we should call them because (laughs) he loved Native American stuff. And in the 60s, it wasn't worth anything, and she would just go around, and she'd buy all these rugs that she liked and thought, these would be nice, and he likes that, and we'll put it all over. Their entire home was covered in rugs like that. They called the deal and said, you know that rug you saw on the Antiques Roadshow? Yeah, we have one that's 12 feet, and we have them all over the house. Could you come and look at what we have? Literally, they maybe paid $10,000 for all of these rugs over the years, okay? Mm-hmm. The guy didn't get past the front door. He opened up. He went into the foyer of their house and he looked at the guy and he said, how is your house insured? And he said, regular insurance. And he said, you need to call right now while I'm here and have your house deemed a museum. It turns out it was the only complete collection of every American tribe and the best collection (laughs) ever.
4: I mean, really? it's
0: like a mu- he had, had no to idea. Have the, he had no idea. His wife bought him off the back of a truck in the 60s, literally for like $30 a rug. And it would go on for a couple of years. And she'd be like, oh, I like this one. I like this one. And she just happened to pick one that represented every single tribe in America. It's the only complete collection of Native American rugs. What, what, get to the dollar figure. How much is it worth? I, don't, I, I didn't ask my friend. That was that would be rude. I he, was, he called a freaking <laughs>
2: television show. What do you mean it would be rude?
0: All right. You know what? Uh, you should just tell him, you know what? It's worth $11. I'll That's take him off for said, $20. look, you bought him for $30. i am willing to pay 70 Wow. Right now. $70. So $70 american or canadian i'm not i haven't decided yet <laughs> all right a recent bank rate survey found that four out of ten adults in the united states would cover the cost of a thousand dollars uh car repair or emergency room visit for their savings okay that's four out of ten have that kind of money six out of ten don't we are completely unprepared for financial emergencies or even disasters that's why Goldline is there. They're helping people prepare for these types of things on a much larger, broader, and important scale. Goldline right now is giving away 99.999% pure silver bullion, uh, three-quarter ounce coins just for calling and having a conversation about your retirement portfolio and how to protect it. If, you, if you've if you been listening to me for a long time and you haven't made the inquiry, now is the time. Goldline's three-quarter ounce silver war of 1812 coin Uh, commemorates America's second war for independence. You can get it just for having a conversation right now. Listen, you can get that special, but here's the thing you really need to know. This coronavirus is possibly a game-changing event. Stock market uh, is watching it. It's remained fairly stable. It is growing um, in, in, in some reports, it is doubling overnight. They now have almost 70 million people in quarantine in, um, in China. We told you earlier, last hour, this is apparently at this time, we don't know for sure, is much more virile and spread much easier than the Spanish flu of 1918, which infected a third of the world's population and killed anywhere from uh 30% of that to 10% of that and this strong, this flu is more uh viral and spreads much easier please this could change everything please be prepared for any eventuality i want you to call gold line now and find out if gold or silver is right for you Goldline, goldline goldline.com, 1-866-GOLDLINE. They're waiting for your call at 1-866-GOLDLINE. Call them now.
1: You're listening to Glenn Beck.
0: So, you know, there's it's what's amazing is there's been um, the, the White House has been brilliant at what they're doing, keeping the president busy uh, on really significant things. I thought um, the the Israel uh, peace deal is truly remarkable, doesn't have a chance because Palestinians, I don't believe, are interested at all. Um, I should say the Palestinian authority is not interested at all in any kind of peace. There is no two-state solution for them. It's one state, Palestinian state. Jews are not allowed uh, to have their own state. Uh, We know that from their own founding documents. I think the people, if they were represented by reasonable people, uh, the people would benefit a great deal from the deal that was offered yesterday by Benjamin Netanyahu and uh, Donald Trump. Um, but that was a big thing. you don't really read or see anything about that today. We're going to have Joe Lieberman on to talk about it tomorrow um but you you didn't see anything about that today. The trade deal came out, and there's some really good things about the trade deal and some some iffy things about the trade deal um but here's a big thing that uh, quite honestly the Democrats all signed on board with now you're impeaching the president and you gave him this, there's a reason. They got everything the unions have ever been asking for. But there's also some good things in it for conservatives as well. He just signed that today, just a few minutes ago. You're not going to hear about these. You're not going to hear about them. If the press doesn't show up, it didn't happen. It just didn't happen. And they will continue with their agenda. But I like the fact that the you know uh clinton said i just got to go back to work for the american people donald trump didn't say that he's just doing it and i think the white house has done a really good job of rolling something big out every single day that's meaningful yeah they, i
2: mean there's definitely been some big announcements uh, the israel thing yesterday was a big deal as well did you see
0: that the new uh u.s space force logo came out this week too <laughs> Yeah, That one is a uh, it looks like it looked like Star Trek. That was the it looks exactly yeah. like Star Trek, except the Air Force says we've had this logo since the 1940s. Yeah, we yeah, were using yeah. it, but it is the Star Trek logo. I mean, it's what's it's sewn on their shirts the whole time. I'm
2: excited about the Steve Carell series by the people that did The Office called Space Force coming up. Oh, that's very good. excited.